This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Texas Rangers. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined by Evan Grant. Say hello, Evan. Uh, oh, yeah. He refuses to say hello. Uh, don't, don't do stuff like that. It's not funny. Nobody likes it. You know, it's, it's frustrating and infuriating, and it makes people want to go find your house and burn it down with you in it. <laughs> people want to do that already, Kevin. Yeah, that's true. And joining us also from, from lovely Coppell, uh, David Moore. Hi, David. Thank you so much, Kevin. This is so meaningful to be able to be on this podcast with you. See, that's that's the kind of response that we need in, in times like you these. You want his facetiousness? <laughs> yes. I will gladly take, take David's sure. <laughs> shallow, uh, unintentioned facetiousness. That's all you get from me. Over that's all I got to give. Over this stuff that you're doing, you know. Okay, so that's uh, that's that. All right, we got a little Rangers podcast going here, and uh, we were wanting to talk about uh, the Rangers. What are the Rangers now, Evan? What's their record? Tell us. Uh, the, it depends on what uh, what you're talking about. Well, what were you talking, talking about? about? Like real baseball? <laughs> uh, I, I, I no, don't know the, if you're aware the, the of baseball the entire. The entire sports world is shut down, Kevin. No the, baseball. The, we the baseball we have you're no engaged baseball on the in. horizon. What's that? The baseball you're engaged in. Oh well, I'm I'm managing a uh, a team in Stratomatic. The old board game now has a computer simulation version, and I'm managing the managing. I'm using air quotes here. Um, I, I see that. I'm managing the uh, Sim Rangers, and they uh, going into today's home opener are four and zero. I think this is the second best start in Rangers history. Um, are you taking credit for that? Yes, complete, complete credit. Uh, they are the only unbeaten team left in the major leagues. I, I can't believe we're talking about this, but uh, I'm having well, me, fun with it. You give me your it up. You, give me your lineup. What's your <laughs> What's your Rangers lineup? Uh, let's see. What was the lineup in uh, the last game? I had uh, Chu at DH, Santana in center field, Gallo right field, Frazier third base, Solak left field, Guzman at first base, Trinos at catcher, Odor at second base, and Andrus at shortstop. I believe that when I had them batting eighth and ninth, you said that was not going to happen, and here you are doing that. Yeah, but see, these are paper things. These are paper cards. I can do whatever the hell I want with the little paper cards. Um, I, I think one of those guys 
is going to bat in the bottom third of the lineup. I don't know if both of them will. Um, but I, I what I like about this is, you know, Ruggie wants to run, and, and, and Elvis is, is a great base runner. And if those guys get on base a little bit at the bottom half, at the bottom third of the order, you're turning over the lineup really, really well. Uh, I think there's some question about how deep the middle of the lineup is, um, especially without Willie Calhoun in there. Um, the, good news Nick, is in, the good news is you in had real Solak life. Batting I, think, fifth. I had Solak batting fifth, yeah. yeah. The good news is in real life, I think Willie Calhoun is going to be ready for whenever the season opener actually is, the real season opener. Um, he, uh, I spoke with him yesterday. He actually got to swing a bat for the first time since his uh, since his his jaw surgery, um, and yesterday was exactly three weeks since the surgery. So uh, he's making progress. There's no concussion there. Um, you know, whenever this season starts, and let's hope that we have an opening day by Father's Day. Uh, if we get there and can play through the end of October, I think teams can get in about two-thirds of what would amount to a regular full season. Um, and then you, uh, as somebody mentioned to me, maybe you have the playoffs all through November with um, with Game 7 of the World Series on Thanksgiving Day. So um, how would that look to you? Not good. I don't, I don't like the idea of playing into November. You know, well, I love I, the idea of baseball coming back. I just – is there a, you know, they, there was the talk about the scheduling and about uh, the one thing that has come from some of this discussion that I kind of liked. Of course, the, the idea that they would try to cram in 162 games was ridiculous. They're not, they're not going to come close to that. No. So if you had the, if you had a few uh, double headers where they were two seven inning games, I think that's pretty mm-hmm. palatable. That way they're only playing five more innings than they were would have normally played on a, on a given day. And I, and I think that's um, – I, I, th- I would have to think that the players would be fairly amenable to that. There are two things here. I don't think you can do those on Sunday because Sunday would be a travel day. Um, and, right. and let me tell you something. What owners are going to do with this is it makes no sense to just have a straight doubleheader where you play two seven-inning games back-to-back. If owners are going to go for this, it's because they can charge two gates. And they would mm-hmm. be split double headers. So if you're going to do day-night double headers, you certainly can't do them on Sunday, which is a travel day. The players would never go for that. Yeah, uh, you'd have to do them on Saturday. You'd have to do them on Saturday rather than Sunday. Um, I don't know how excited fans would be about only getting to see one seven-inning game unless they're going to buy two tickets. Um, but I do agree with the idea that let's let's do some experimentation this year. Um, I don't have a problem with two seven-inning games in a doubleheader. Uh, I'm not sure I'm crazy about the idea of a split doubleheader, but I, that's what it's going to be. Um, and I'll have to make some. The, the owners would have to make some kind of breaks for for uh, you know, if you're going to charge them for two games, you're going to have to give them a price break on that. I think you would think so, right? I mean, there's yeah. there's a whole lot of moving pieces still involved with that element of it, but. I, I think the only thing you would use those double headers for really rather than to squeeze in, you're not going to get 162 games. You're not going to get close. But if you used, no. say, two double headers a month per team um, to be able to get yourself to the round number that you need to get to, whether it's 108 
or 120, whatever the situation is, to round it out. I'm not looking at those double headers as something you would do every week to get yourself to as close to 162 as possible. I look at it as something to facilitate the idea of being able to have the, the proper balance to the schedule. It, so and of course, the owners would look at it to, to make a, a little bit more pocket book. Yeah. Here's a question I was wondering, if you, if you reduce it to say, and again, we're all guessing on the numbers, but say 104, 108 games or whatever, how would you envision that impacts roster composition? Does it impact the number of relievers you carry? Do you look at uh, maybe, you know, do you need more or less utility? I mean, how, how do you think it would impact it? Well, the, they're going to go to an expanded roster anyway. So whether it's 28, which is what rosters were in 95 for the first month of the season um, after the strike and the, and the short spring training, uh, or 30 with like some designated guys who were inactive that night, uh, I'm not sure. But you're going to carry more relievers. And, and I expect that what you'd see when the season starts is – you'd be you'd be thrilled if your starting pitcher got through five innings. You know, I, I think that if guys come back and they get a three-inning start in, in a, a, you know, a short spring training part two, they got one three-inning start and one four-inning start, you'd then roll them out into the regular season. Because they're going to minimize they're – gonna, they're going to look to be as short with the spring training element as they possibly can so that they can get more regular season games in. Um, but to do that, you're going to have to carry more players and you're going to have to protect those pitchers. So um, the uh, that's that's going to be the real uh, the real kind of tussle that they have is how do they come? How do how many guys do they add to the roster? Do they go to 30? If they do, then you can add multiple um extra relievers to give you guys to give yourself um more innings when when you need to protect yourself so what else are we looking at here that uh, major league baseball might try in this uh odd season there are things that could be takeaways that they would implement later here's one thing that i think they will try and 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 actually i think this is i'm all for more experimentation this year because this season is like john daniels said last week this is going to be a year where you look back at the year differently. You know, it's not going to be a 162-game season. There's going to be some challenges. So one thing that there has that there has been talk of is the whole idea of a more sudden-death type element for extra innings. And I think that that would be a really wise idea this year, that if you want to start, if you go a tenth inning, play it as normal kind of your extra inning and then if you go to the 11th then you start placing runners on base which is the idea that they've experimented with in the minor leagues and and the reason I like that this year is um, number one you know if you're going to extra innings Kevin especially in double header games you, you can't afford to do that right. and two um, and more importantly it still comes down to the pitch pitching management things is if you've got a 30 man roster, you're not going to have as many guys that you can go to in the minor leagues. You've got to be able to manage the pitchers. Um, and the last thing you need is a 15, 16 inning game to kind of eat up your bullpen. So I'd be all for that this year. See, uh, and see if fans like it. 
What, what, uh, you know, and I'd like to see what the numbers are on that. You know, the number of extra inning games that the Rangers played in last year. I would, I would imagine it's no more than what, 10, 8 to 10, maybe? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Um, but continue with your question. You know, I, I just, uh, you know, as it is. They played you know, 13. 13. Uh, so, so the so the whole idea in baseball, and everybody keeps talking about it, and baseball has tried to implement uh, in the last few years is, is speeding up the game. You know, I don't have a personal problem with the length of games that much, unless I'm riding on deadline. Uh, but but otherwise, it's not a big deal with me. But I know that that's the the, the thing they're concerned about with young fans, that you can go to a you can go to an NBA game and it's over in in two hours, two and a half hours tops. You know. NFL games, it's not a big deal. It's only one game a week. So, you know, it, even NHL games are faster, you know, and so baseball games do tend to drag along more than they have. I don't know that there's anything else that this format can allow you to do to speed things up over what you were trying to do last year. Uh, but I, I, I do feel like that there is something that, that baseball needs to do at this time uh, as, as we said, you know, this is kind of a radical, a radical t- a period. So let's make sure we go ahead and, and enforce you know, the, the rules we set in place and the things we said we were going to do and, and not uh, make it a joke. Because, you know, for a while there it was like, okay, we're not going to allow these guys to step out between every pitch. And then guys went back to stepping out between right. every pitch. You know, no, I, I, and, you know, I, I think you're right about the the time element. Obviously, that's what was talked about in the past for why you would go to these kind of extra innings measures. But I think right now the, the, the primary goal would be managing health of, of, of rosters and players. The ancillary benefit would be you'd get to take a look at it. Look, I think if, if you come back, if baseball comes back in any form or fashion this year in the middle of the summer, um, I think fans are going to be appreciative of simply seeing a product out on a field. And so I, I don't think you're going to risk really offending your older fan base with, with some experimental measures. And at the same time, you might see how that plays with younger fans and you might see, you know, the biggest thing about change, right. Is that people are just afraid of change. And then once it happens, everybody was afraid of the DH. Everybody was afraid of, of um, expanded playoffs. And now, you know, I'm not a big fan of the one game playoff, but I certainly do like the extra element of how many, how many more playoff races there are because of the wild card situation. So I, I think if you got to a point where you could try some of that experimentation this year, it's, cer- it, it's going to be like chicken soup. It might not hurt, but it, it might not help, but it certainly couldn't hurt. Yeah, that, that's my thinking about it. This is a this is a time to go ahead and try things, uh, and and I I think they need to 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 get to the bottom of some of that. I just like to see some things happen, not because I'm uh you know dying to see baseball change. I, I'm not, as I said, I, I I like it just the way it is. It's just fine with me. Uh, but I know that uh, that is a concern with a lot of people, a lot of young people, especially. Um, you know, I, I, I've really never understood that, you know, the whole idea that, uh, yeah, I want to get this over with, you know, I, you know, then if you don't like it, just leave, uh, you know, or you know, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I do think that there are things about baseball when you watch a game that are a little interminable, you know, like, I, you know, if I go, when I was going to Ford's games, you know, now the, they're not 
they're not always scoring at the same rate that major league teams are. But it's interesting to me that though those games are always played in two and a half hours, you know, two and a half to three hours. That's it. You know, then that's a college baseball game, nine innings. And uh, there, there were never three, three and a half, four hour games. That, that just never happened, you know. And so it, why is it at this level they can get that done? But at the major league level, it has to be so much slower. Well, the major league level, so much of the time element that's built in is is all because of breaks between innings because of the coin, you know, because you're making those right. commercial Hunters. breaks. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's that's the that's the elephant in the room that Major League Baseball is never going to tackle. You want to cut you want to cut out a good ten minutes of games, cut out thirty seconds of a break between between every half inning. Uh, but they're not going to do that. So they address these kind of half measures. Um, and, and well, what for, about it, along those same lines? I don't hate to cut you off, but those, along those same lines. What, you no, know, you don't. Watch, you enjoy cutting me off. Well, actually, yes. You cut us off all the time. This oh is, yeah, Dave, David. Frankly, <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, no, but Kevin, let's uh, get back to you. Yeah, let's get back to me. No, <laughs> if you watch games now, uh, and and you 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 see all the time where they, uh, I guess it was on a football broadcast this last fall, uh, where they would show have a split screen, and they would have a sponsor come on, and there would be a, a commercial of some kind. But meanwhile, you were still seeing. Uh, action over here on the other side of your screen. So to me, that's a pretty obvious remedy. It's a weird element too, because like I, like for me, um, even though NBA games uh, move much faster than, than major league baseball, like I get frustrated with the last two minutes of NBA games because they do take such, such a long period of time. I made some comment about uh, early in spring training about a way to, and I can't even remember what it was. I was talking to Dave Raymond and he mentioned something and I said, hey, I'm going to throw that out there on Twitter. And I mentioned something about um, how you would potentially maybe, maybe trim some extra time off games. Um, and I, I used a comparison to, to college football and I got a lot of response from people about how long college football games are. And I'm telling you every Saturday when I sit down to watch the SEC games, time disappears for me, right? I, mm-hmm. it, they may be four-hour games, but I'm engrossed in that in, in that four hours. So to me, it doesn't seem like anything. And it's, it's all, you know, time is a perception based on if you're engaged or not. And I think that with baseball and with all the pre-pitch routines that guys have gone through now, both on the mound and, and at the plate, there's a lot of time when there's just not an engagement with the game. And then you also get to this element with people basically having short attention spans, right? And they get caught up in their phone and then they start looking at their phone and they're not even paying attention to the game. I think in some regards, that's why we've had so many issues with foul balls in the stands and things like that. But they, they just get kind of the minute they get bored, they start looking at their phone and we get bored quicker than we used to. Well, but the thing, I mean, baseball is still the, the only sport that doesn't operate on a clock. And it's supposed to be pastoral, right? That's always been yeah. the allure. There is no time in baseball. And really, you can talk about trimming between innings and, and condensing a, 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 a warm-up routine and, and all of this, but really the only way you could address it consistently would be if you put each pitcher batter interaction or competition on the clock. 
and say you only have X, you only have one minute in this at bat. And at the end of the one minute, uh, if it's not resolved, you have to determine what the resolution is. The guy's out, uh, if he's ahead in the count, he gets a walk. I mean, that is really the only way to address it. And that tears at the entire competitive fabric right. of the sport. So you, it will never, th this will be a constant issue with baseball because it is not on the clock. And right. so I, I don't know, you, you can take some measures here and there. And I think you use the word trim. That's exactly what you're talking about. You're trimming some time, but you're, you're not substantially going to change the, the length of the baseball game. And, and it's going to be longer at the major league level too, just the way pro golfers take all this much more time between their shots because they feel we're at the elite level and I'm going to do everything I can to prepare for this at bat, this pitch. And it's different than on the lower levels where you can have more of the overall, you know, organization impose, no, we're going to play quicker. We're going to do this. It's just, it's, it's just not going to, to happen to any appreciable impact. I don't well, think. Well, here's, here's my issue on all this. So, so Evan brings up the, the college football thing. Well, you've only got one game a week. So look, people are, are, are dying right. to see that one game. It's, it's not like it, it doesn't happen every night. Baseball right. you happens, watch, if you want to watch all six of your team's games during the course of the week for a base, for a baseball team, you've got to, you, you've, essentially got to commit the equivalent of one day of your entire week to that. You're talking about what, 18 to 20 hours well, at least. And so, uh, but that's, see, that's my issue on this is that if you, and we've said that all along when baseball has tried to impose these things and put a clock out there, the idea of a clock, you know, the, when you deliver a pitch and the guy gets in the box, if the umpires, you know, this is my issue with umpires in general anyway. You know, it's, you know, we, we say we don't want to have robot umpires. We don't want to do these things to, to radically alter what's going on here. If they would just enforce the rules, if they would just stand up here and say, get in the box, you know, here we go. Because uh, that's what people, when you talk about complaining about the end of an NBA game, the problem is, is that it's not action. It's guys fouling somebody and a guy going to the free throw line. And, and you know, that's just boring, you know, to watch that kind of thing. Right. And in baseball, what is boring – yeah, well, what is boring in baseball is standing there, watching guys looking for a sign, you know, stand, stand, turn around, look back, you know, and then the guy steps out. That's all boring. Right. If you can get – if you can eliminate that, it's not – it may not – look, if, if you take 10 minutes off the game or 15 minutes off the game, that's – and 15 minutes would be a lot. Right. 10 minutes would be a lot. Uh, it's not a question of that. It's a question of taking out the, the really dull parts where, where nothing is happening here. That's, that's the issue for me for baseball is that you simply have to eliminate those things. If you can you're eliminate get, that. You're not going to get baseball down to two and a half hour games. You're just not. I mean, even if you were to able to take 10 minutes out of games, like you said, 10 minutes at this point in time would be a lot. You might get it down into the 245 to 250 range on average. I think the average game time last year was, was like in the 303, 304 range. Yeah, that's um, right. So, I, I mean, you're not going to make a, a, a huge difference. Um, and it just does come down to time seems longer when you're watching a guy adjust his cup for 30 seconds um, <laughs> or when you're watching a guy adjust his cap on the field. That That is the thing about the NBA game that does bother me is you've watched this great athletic competition 
for 46 minutes of the clock in the last two minutes becomes nothing but a free throw shooting contest, right? I mean, that's – the game changes dramatically. Um, that's John Blake. I'm going to have to call him back in a minute. Okay, um, good for you. Well, you know, I blame uh, Michael Young for a lot of this, you know, your pal. No, nobody was well, nobody was adjusting because nobody was adjusting his his uh, gloves more than Michael Young was when he was hitting. I think you're you're thinking of no more Garcia Parra, but that's okay. No, no, no. Michael uh, between every pitch, Michael steps out, does the Velcro, goes back. No more. All right, I'll talk Garcia to him about that. I, I know the difference between those two guys. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to him about that. Uh, for for his comeback, I'll make sure that he uh, he he works quicker <laughs> in the box. That'd be great. That'd be great. So what else about the Rangers that, uh, uh, that so your, your little stratomatic team there that was, that's gone four and oh with, a, with your lineup. Uh, I think, I think the important thing on the Rangers right now is look, they don't have anywhere for, I, there are some teams that I think are able to get their players uh, that they have in town out someplace and work out. The Rangers can't right now. Um, the Academy in Dallas is closed. Uh, guys can't work out there. They, the, 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 the stadium is not yet ready for occupancy in, in Arlington. That should be sometime next week. So I think that they've started to think about baseball. I don't think guys in the organization really thought about baseball for the last 10 days. I think this week they've started to think about baseball again. Um, not necessarily cause it's on the horizon. Um, but I think that they've started to say, okay, there's an agreement between the league and the players association about how we'll handle the business elements. Now let's figure out how we'll start to worry about implementing uh, preparing. And um, that's the next real challenge for them is, is, is especially <clears throat> given the fact that this team was going to be so deep in starting pitching that the, that the, the rotation was going to be this team's asset and now you're looking at when you do start a season, the, the, the starting pitching is going to be – is really not going to be anything more than kind of a long reliever. You know, you're going to have what amounts to a bunch of bullpen games with, I think, for at least the first month of however long the regular season is, it's going to be four or five inning starts by guys. I, I do think what it does help for I, – I do think one place where the Rangers do potentially get help is if the season becomes more of a sprint, and those starting pitchers are are able to get up to to speed. I think they'll be able to finish very strongly, rather than having guys who are kind of getting towards 200 innings, and you see them kind of reach their peak in like July, and then start to have to maintain a little bit. I think you will see these guys be able to to really kind of finish with a kick. This will be interesting to me uh, about all of this is that whether you're going to have a break, um, I would think if you play 100 games, I think it'd be silly to have a break. Uh, yeah, you know, that in, in the agreement, I saw nothing about the All-Star game, and I think that's very much in doubt at this point in time. Yeah, I think it should be. And secondly, look, if the Rangers get off to a uh, – let's say they, they resume play in June and they get off to a terrible start uh, and they're out of it, you know, halfway through – I think there was a very good possibility in a full season that you would see them trade one or more of those starters. Um, uh, at, at this point, uh, I wonder if that could still happen. Um, if they would make that judgment based on 
30 games or 40 games and decide what to do. Or if they were, if, if in essence that the, they'll end up trying to bring all these guys back. Yeah. I, I think these are all exercises that, that clubs are, are going to start to take on right now, because right now all you have is hypotheticals, right? You can, you can plan out all these scenarios. Um, I, I think right now the first goal is, hey, this is uncharted territory for how we prepare pitchers or how we ramp up pitchers for the regular season. And I think that's where the that and just kind of getting hitters back up to speed, that's where the majority of their time is. But I think that once they get a plan in place for that with some scenarios like, well, what if we've got a two-and-a-half-week spring, spring training? What if we've got a three-and-a-half-week spring training? Once they get those scenarios in place where they feel like they've got some contingency plans, I think then they will go to, okay, now how is the business of baseball uh, going to operate and, and what can we um, what can we make more efficient or what can we potentially – uh, capitalize on whether it's it's how do we make ourselves better in season or how do we potentially use the shortened season to uh, continue the rebuild but I don't I I honestly I'm, I'm not trying to be evasive Kevin I just don't think there are answers right now because it's it's literally uncharted territory with no idea what what season length will be yeah I, 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 I was just, I just think from a personnel standpoint, this is uh, going to be interesting to me to see how you make a judgment. Do you know? I think it was a clear what they were going to do before. Okay, we've loaded up with all this starting pitching, and uh, they're all older guys, uh, and so uh, this is not something that's built for you know three or four years from now. So uh, we, we will go into this season if we get off to a really good start and we're competitive. All right, then here we go. Uh, I, but in in this sense, I don't know. If you can make that judgment when you're when you're playing such a shortened schedule, how, how do you? And, and, and you know, Kevin, you're also talking about they've also left open the possibility of you know, they've also thirty or forty left open, games. Uh oh, we're breaking. Kevin, go ahead. Uh, I'm 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 uh, I'm with you here. Oh, I, you kind of froze up for a minute there. But the other part of it is, right, if, if you do do an expanded playoff field where you go to uh, an extra couple of wild card spots, you know, how does that impact whether you're in the hunt or whether you're out of the hunt? So, yeah, it's, excellent. I, I mean, they're, they're all really good questions, and they're all things that teams are going to have to juggle on the fly. Um, and I am just going to say this. I think it's a really good thing that baseball is moving forward without Jeff Luno involved this year, because if anybody could find a way to actually jeopardize the uh, the competitive spirit and find loopholes and shortcuts, it would be that man. So game the system. Uh, yeah, that, it'll be interesting. I, I, if I just made a bet right here, I would say that the Rangers, uh, barring anything, you know, happening to any of these guys, if they're all healthy and if they're all productive, uh, I'm, I'm betting they, they stick with this roster all the way through uh, from, the, from the rotation all the way down. I think that would be – I think that would make the most sense. Um, I think it's just the most common sense thing. And, and again, I, I still feel like – while I don't know that the starting rotation will be a huge asset for them at the beginning of the year, if they play a hundred games and it takes most guys, you know, it, it, and these guys get ramped up after, after the first month or, or six weeks, 
I think this team could really, really be strong with the starting pitching uh, into a playoff run and then into the playoffs. I don't know how, uh, you, you know, the big part of, of any sport, but especially baseball because of the length of the season is, you know, the constant reconstruction of the roster. I just don't know, other than bringing guys up and down, uh, I just don't know that you'll see a lot of that this year. I, I just don't know that the teams would be confident that uh, in this kind of format, how do we get this guy going? You know, how does he, how does he get into our, uh, our, our system? Uh, you know, do, do we have enough time to do that kind of thing? Is, is this a good move for us? Do we really want to do something in this season? Uh, when, as we know, teams have been making trades lately based on not only what's good for this year, but what's good for the year after and the year after that. And let me, uh, and so let me give you ahead. one other potential scenario, right? If you talk about trades, even if there is a trading period here and the Rangers were going to trade somebody like, say, um, Lance Lynn, okay? Uh, with the potential that this season runs into November, now all of a sudden you're going to be talking about pitchers coming back with a much shorter offseason for 2021. And does the risk factor of what you'd be adding for tr- – are you, are you confident that you'd be getting a healthy pitcher for 2021? Yeah. You know, so maybe you see a lot more trades of guys who are in the last year of their contract if there is some kind of trading period. Um, but I don't know that you'd be seeing guys dealt with multiple years left on their contract, particularly pitchers, because I think there will be um, a higher risk in 2021 if guys are pitching into November. Yeah, that's why I don't. I, I'm not. It's another reason for me not to be in in, uh, in favor of pushing the season back that far. I think. Well, if but you, you don't like change, Kevin. You want everything to to just be the same. <laughs> and listen, I I like you. After all this time, I, I've been encouraged by lots of people. Listen, get a new friend, okay? Move on. And I say no. I'm sticking with Evan because you know uh, there's really no other reason than the fact that we've been friends for a long time. So. Uh, that's that's all it's got going for it, frankly. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm yeah. glad it's a pity friendship. <laughs> David's not a pity friend. He just it doesn't even care about me. But he's he's on the podcast. I'm yeah. been, I've been very open about that, though. Yes, you've been completely <laughs> ambivalent about me from day one. <laughs> well, boys, I think that we've just devolved into to nothingness now. So I, I think that that's probably going to cover our uh, Rangers podcast for today. But I do think we we, we uh, entertain some uh, notions here because I think that there's some things, even though we don't obviously know for sure, there are enough things that you, you realize, listen, they're going to be they're going to be boxed into a corner here on some of these issues. And, they're, and no matter what they try to do, there's just so much they actually can do. So I think those are things that uh, that we will be considering. And I look, I think fans are going to embrace the game when it returns because, as I've, I've said to you before, if if the game comes back, it's going to be especially baseball since it's considered the pastime, right? If the game comes back, it's going to be some degree of a return to normalcy, and people will embrace that. And at the same time, I think there is the opportunity for for baseball to say we're going to try some different things this year because this is a different season. Let's look at it. And then let's get some impact from some input from fans once they've actually seen it take place, not just in theoretical terms and not just in, in um, uh, rhetoric. Let's see what fans think. So I, I think this is the right atmosphere for baseball to try that kind of deal. And hopefully 
uh, hopefully there will be some things that stick and the things that are, are not attractive will, will hopefully go away. Just like me. Just like us. I'm not, attractive, of not being attractive. So go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call John Blake back now so I can get him to yell at me. Yeah, good. All right, perfect. All right, well, that's going to do it for our Rangers podcast. Uh, we may be doing other podcasts this week. Is that is that not what is in our intentions? Well, that is part of our intentions. Our intentions, yes. yes. We just uh, need to determine those intentions. Yeah. You know, and, and yes. since people do occasionally e uh, email us or tweet us about the podcast, once this downloads, if um, if you've got any sports arguments that you would like to uh, pass the time with about Dallas Fort Worth sports or sports in general, um, tweet them along to me at uh, Evan underscore P underscore Grant. I'm not going to bother with these other two guys because they're very very busy. Um, but I'll pass the I'll just pass want all the arguments on and, go ahead. and yeah. we'll have some uh, we'll, we'll come up with some uh, sports argument podcast to help you kill the time. Beautiful. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.